Welcome back, everyone, to another Morale Clubhouse, discussing all things Cubs with Don Frederick, Director of Morale, as well as opening up to the Morale community and the town hall discussion. I hope you guys came with your takes and uh, input and questions. Cubs are 32 and 48, 6 and 4 in their last 10. They won their last three series, and uh, Fabian has saved the franchise. Sneaky last three series. Not a lot of people are talking about that. Not enough. And I think it all, it's all due to Fabian. I agree. Let me know when you want to get started. Kick us off. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, it was a eventful weekend. I would be remiss not to lead off with what happened uh, yesterday in Highland Park. I know... The people, there are many Cubs fans who were either at the parade or around the parade, and I'm not trying to make this space about what happened yesterday, but I would be remiss to not mention it. So hopefully everyone's safe. It was absolutely terrible what happened. I've been in that downtown many times. I was just there a couple weeks ago walking around with my family, and uh, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I'm very, very incredibly sorry for those that were affected and those that were there. And uh, just watching the news right now and following what's going on. But um, again, I hope everyone here is all right. I'm assuming many have been affected uh, that are here as well, but I'd be remiss not to mention it. In terms of something that's on a lighter note, the Cubs, I would say it was a pretty good weekend. I'd say it was probably one of the better weekends that we've had in terms of Cubs fans over the last, I don't know, month. Win the last three series. We have Fabian Fabian out there doing his thing. That seemed like a month ago, considering all the stuff that's happened over the last couple of days. Cubs played really well against Boston. Yesterday, Justin Steele, our guy, Pride of Loosedale, Mississippi, goes out and shoves again. Um, Proving to be a – again, I'm not saying he's a front-line guy, but – proving to be like a really solid, important piece to this team. And uh, out there having the lowest barrel percentage rate by any pitcher in the big leagues this year, which is absolutely fantastic. We'll go into detail on that. Adam, you know what I'm talking about in terms of the firewood that he's throwing out there. Um, And uh, yeah, there's some bright spots ahead. Nico's playing really well. We're into the dog days of the uh, trade deadline that is coming up very soon. But uh, I'd say a really solid weekend considering, you know, what we had been going through as fans over the last month or so. So I'll take that. It was a All-American weekend in Wrigley Field against the Red Sox, getting some wins. I think you tweeted out a couple of times. It was, I mean, Federal Landmark was alive and it was just that much. It was, you have mixed feelings. You're so pumped for the team and it's exciting. And then you're also like in the back of your head thinking, God, what would it be like if, if they just put something else, something into this team um, and put their money behind it? Because, I mean, the, the players are fighting their asses off to uh, to stay in these games and have fun. But it's, you know, the Cubs shouldn't be that far off from where they are right now. Yeah, no. And again, like I didn't expect the Cubs or Cubs fans not to show up on July 4th weekend. Uh, they showed up a lot on Friday. Um, absolutely packed the place the entire time. I'm not saying it wasn't going to happen, but in other organizations or in other cities, it very well could not have happened uh, or wouldn't happen. So, again, Adam, you're absolutely right. 
yeah, we should have a lot better. We deserve a lot better. And the standard, what we've been talking about over the last two months or so should be a lot higher. Um, I don't want to, you know, labor the point, but it's, uh, man, <laughs> people were out there cheering their faces off for, you know, a team that's 16 games under 500. And it was pretty cool to see that. And I mean, the fire's still there. The energy's still there. I know on some nights it's not as packed, but Cubs fans still want to show out and support. And while we are, you know, a bad team, there are some positive things to look at, like Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Nico, who's, man, he's really coming into his own right now. He could have a fantastic season. Sneaky should be an all-star consideration as well. Um, he's going to get a lot of gold glove votes, but man, he's really having a fantastic season and he's uh, coming on hot at the right time. Like with baseball, a lot can happen in, in one week since we last talked. Uh, so I'm going to try to highlight some of the uh, big talking points on Twitter this past week. Um, one more recently, did you watch Wisdoms at bat when he just cranked that one uh, to tie the game was it, uh, two days ago against the Red Sox on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, Patrick Wisdom. I don't know if Patrick Wisdom's along for the long-term ride, but, I mean, the guy has produced. You, I mean, it's been a full season, 162-plus games, and he's just continuously producing. He's not the best player in the world. He's not an all-star, but get, he's a solid big leaguer, and uh, he deserves a lot of credit, and the Cubs deserve credit for finding a guy like that uh, who can, you know, fill a need. Uh, when needed, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of teams out there that are looking for him uh, at the end of the trade deadline. Exciting having a bat in the lineup with a lot of pop in it. It's especially mixed in with all of the, uh, you know, ground yeah. balls or you know, yeah, shorter, I feel like shorter we don't hits. Really have that now. It's I. No offense to Ian, but he's kind of changing his game. He used to be. Uh, I don't, I mean, more or less a three come outcome player, walk, strike out, or home run. And now he's kind of changed into more a contact oriented guy, um, which is good for him. If you have, you know, Wilson, but we don't know how much, how much longer Wilson's going to be there. So, yeah, Patrick's one of the only guys that really can go out there and consistently put the ball uh, in the stands. So, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm not saying I think Patrick Wisdom deserves a promotion or deserves an extension or anything like that. He's filled a role, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if a team is willing to trade for him in a couple weeks. Knowing that the uh, the Cubs, we didn't have much to expect going to the season, but there was one player that we were all, I think, immediately on the train for, which was Seiya. Oh, um, that was awesome. How good is it to see him back Yeah, in? that was awesome. Absolutely flying around the bases. Uh he can move. He, he's an athlete, and I know Jed's talked about that before. Just a, a true athlete. I know he's not maybe playing the best defense in the outfield. He wasn't able to get to that ball uh, in extra innings yesterday that ended up scoring the tying run. But overall, um, man, that, that was awesome. Off a really hard at bat. Obviously, we've seen Josh Hader, Josh Hader for years. He's very tough. So, uh, really good for him. He was fired up. If you saw him sliding, he's like, you know, jacked up after he hit the inside park home run. I'm someone, and we don't see this a lot at Wrigley because it's more of like a, a consistent curvature along the outfield wall. I love when outfield walls have nooks and crannies to them so you get weird bounces. I think that's awesome. I think more 
uh, outfield wall should have uh, different dimensions to it where the balls will bounce different ways. Not to put an outfielder in harm's way when they're running into it, but find a way to, like, you know, bounce the ball one way or another. We can see more exciting plays like that. Um, but, yeah, good for him. It's great to have him back. It seems like it's been forever since he's last played. I don't know the exact date, but I would say almost two months. Uh, he was out with that finger injury. And, uh, yeah, we need him to play well. We need Nico to play well. We, we, we talk about all the time the, the, the young and up-and-coming Cubs that's going to be part of this next team, whenever it is. Uh, they need to play well right now, build confidence, and get acclimated uh, here and you know feel like it's their team. And a guy that's staying exciting, Christopher Morrell, has been Mr. Morrell. He still stays Mr. Morrell. I think uh, everyone should have gotten their Mr. Morrell shirts by now. But Hopefully. We'll probably have to re-release those. Yeah, he. I mean, you know what? He, he had a little tough stretch there, um, but he's still playing solid. He's uh, dusting off, say, as he got into the dugout yesterday after the inside park home run. That was awesome to see and very good for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, he still has some work to do. Uh, probably has to improve on the defense, but you know, again, he's a guy that that we need to play well, regardless if the Cubs are winning or losing right now. We need him to play well because he's very important to what's going on moving forward. And it's it's surprising to see him getting excited to play in this kind of stock standard stadium. You know, these young Cubs for some reason get excited to play in this boring stock standard Wrigley Field. Uh, wait, can you say what they broke? You broke out there. Broke up there. I'm saying it's, it's interesting that these young guys are getting excited to play in, in a boring, oh my stock God. standard stadium. You know, that – I don't know. Do we know more of a background on that guy? I'm assuming he's a rookie, right? I don't I don't know. I, I almost feel like he was trolling. I don't know how someone um, – someone who actually has their wits about them could make that statement. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what he would have against the ballpark. I think he's like the only – besides him and Hawk Harrelson and Isaac Gann, he's one of the only people out there that have ever said bad things about Wrigley Field. And actually what he said about Wrigley Field was almost worse because he just said it was like standard. There's nothing special to it. Regardless of if you like it or if you dislike it, it is a unique place uh, in and of itself. So, yeah, I, I, I don't even know if he was trolling. I, I don't even know how serious he was when he said it, but – um, I don't know. The federal landmark's going to be uh, around a lot longer than whatever. I don't even know what his name was. John Wisniewski or yeah. something like that. I, for, again, for context, Josh Winkowski. Josh Winkowski. Uh, I, again, Red Sox rookie. Whatever his name is, whatever he does, uh, I know he's a big leaguer, but realistically, he's re- he's vastly uh, and exponentially irrelevant compared to the federal landmark, and uh, he will never be as big as big as the federal landmark he will never be around or as relevant as the federal landmark and um the federal landmark will be around much longer than him or any one of us yeah i'm looking at his short uh wikipedia page it it doesn't look like he has a any reason to be uh anti-cubs born in toledo moved to florida um so maybe who's trolling? Who knows? But, I don't uh, know. I, I almost feel like he was trolling, um, but I don't know. Whatever, dude. I you, you didn't pitch well. Like, I know you're having, like, a decent rookie year. No one really cares about you. And honestly, no one outside of Boston realistically cares about you or will hear from you. Um, 
in the near future. So good for right. you. And before we open it up to uh, the uh, everybody else, uh, touch shortly on Justin Steele and also a little bit on uh, the firewood that we were talking about in our first interview. We'll have a next one soon and actually put out what we recorded, but uh, still collecting a lot of firewood out there. Again, as I said earlier, the lowest barrel percentage tweeted out by Michael Cerami of Bleacher Nation a couple hours ago um, in the big leagues for pitchers with at least 70 innings. We've t- we've talked about it and we've joked a lot about it because he's often said, you know, whenever in many of his starts, he's had he's had a few of them where it's just like we contact all over the yard, a lot of broken bats. Uh, balls falling in the outfield in front of the outfielders, and you can't really do much with these uh, blue pits, and then it you know kind of screws them. And yeah, I mean he's proven to be a guy, and I truly don't think, and we kind of talked to him about it. I don't think he's pitching with his full arsenal yet. I still think there's a, I think the ceiling for him is a lot higher than where he's at right now, because um, he's kind of pitching with two pitches. I mean he he has the. He has the four-seamer that cuts, and then he has the two-seamer that sinks. Um, and then he's got the slider curveball, which, again, I'm, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but he reminds me a lot of Rich Hill. I've said it before, kind of a, like this lefty that manipulates the fastball but then is really reliant on the uh, curve, slurve, whatever you want to call it, slider. In the long run, if he can find a third pitch, if he can find a changeup, if he can find something that is can really throw the hitters off and keep them off balance and isn't something that curves as much and is more changeup-like or splitter-like, um, I really think he's going to take an, uh, a next step. And uh, the fact that he's been the best, again, continuously. I'm not, I know the Cubs aren't incredibly uh, good right now, but he continues to be the best pitcher on the roster uh, in terms of F-war. Most productive, Keegan Thompson second, Scott Efros third. I know he gave up the home run last night, but if you want to point to any signs of life or you know positive aspects of this team, you have three of the best pitchers are guys who are going to be around for a while and are rookies right now, and they're not going to be on the trade uh, trade block come a couple weeks. So, again, I, I'll hang my hat on that. And uh, Yeah, Justin Steele throwing a whole hell of a lot of firewood out there. Whole hell of a lot of firewood out there. Hopefully, whenever we – re-release the podcast or redo the podcast we had with him last week. Um, we'll give more insight of what that's all about. All right. And talk about things you can hang, hang your hat on. The Cubs are still uh, in the league for triples. So stats you can hang your still hat on. Still in the league for triples. And, and, again, a lot of triples are happening in front of our guy, Fabian. Adam – that was, uh, again, maybe people can give me more insight about what uh, Fabian's all about. I, The graphic of him, again, put out our marquee credit to them for kind of starting this whole thing of him, you know, successfully fielding 60 or 70 uh, foul balls at a 100% fielding percentage uh, was fantastic. It went viral for sure. Um, and the fact that he's as locked in as, as it was, I don't know if he kind of knew what was going on as the, um, game was going. He seemed like he was, uh, maybe in on it a little bit, but truly throughout the game, like totally locked into what was going on. And 
if he missed the ball, he's pissed. If he made a play, uh, it's like you just feel the you know ground ball at shortstop in the big leagues to win a game. Um, so good for him. We need more people like that. We need more people that take their job seriously like that. Uh, and if you're going to do something, do it to the best of your abilities. Be the best at it. And Fabian is clearly doing that on a consistent basis. He said the marquee did like a little write up on him. He said uh, he said it was surreal, and uh, he said it's pretty cool they put out the exact stats, which. They said he was uh, 74 for 74 in field. 74 for 74. And he made plays last night. You know what? Not only is he making plays, but he's doing the dirty work and he's blocking balls up when he can't get a real glove on it, wearing it off the chest. Again, if if anyone's been to a big league game, if you're getting a ball down the line, like those balls are coming in hot, pole side, hot, and he's wearing it. Uh, Honestly, should have a chest protector on. He's probably wearing a cup. Um, I, I hope he's wearing a cup because those things fly down there, especially when you're coming off the brick. You got to play angles. You got to do all these things. You got to make sure you're not in the field of play, all this type of stuff. Dealing with fans. Good for him, man. Re- you know, we need more people like that. I know there's been many. Uh, I don't know what his correct term is. Ball retriever, foul ball person, um, whatever you want to call him. I know there's been plenty in Major League Baseball over the years, but uh, he really showed out and uh, definitely is a memorable memorable one here at the federal landmark right now yeah he said we actually try to give as much hustle as the players do we try to work just as hard and try to keep the game flowing whenever we get the ball or something like that it's all about the kids then once we do that the job's done it's all good also as you you know if you watched i I tweeted out a few videos of him uh he gets the ball and you know he's like focused locked in and then he's messing with the crowd, like very a uh, whole string of emotions, giving people smiles. He's like Santa Claus giving away um, baseballs, <laughs> you know, down the left field line. So good for him. I'm all in on Fabian. All right, we're up. We got to start with Big Hoss. You're on. How's it going? Man, Dom, I'm not pissed this week. All right, Big Hoss. I, I didn't think you were going to be too pissed this week. Yeah, this was a really good week, actually. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we're – Extra innings away from being on a six-game winning streak. Justin yeah. still shoving. The offense is, for the most part, okay, a lot better. Just can't hit in situational. Contreras is just pressing too much in the in the clutch. Yeah, the guy needs to take his own advice. Relax. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He has been preaching the relax <laughs> of the. To uh, Morel, but I don't, I don't know how much he relaxes, honestly. That guy does not. Did he get hurt yesterday? Is that why he got pulled? Uh, hamstring, which is not which is not good news. We know he's no, been boy, dealing no. with hamstring stuff for the last, I don't know, four years. And that's not what you want. So hopefully or, it's a minor thing. Or he's just pulling a little, uh, a little injury so he don't get traded. I hope not. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. I don't want him to get traded. We all know that. Yeah. Um, Best catcher on the planet right now. He's been fantastic. 100% all-star right there. All-star starter. That's the that's our guy right now. Yeah, absolutely. Big Hoss, I appreciate you're not pissed. It's good to know. I hope yes, you're sir. doing well. Always, always. God bless. All right, thanks. Thanks. All right, next in, Zachary Kendall. What's up, guys? What's up, Zach? How we doing? Good. I'm, doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing very good, you know. I mean – I know they're not playing great baseball, but they're playing adequate baseball. 
like they're six and four, and obviously, you know, two extra inning losses that hurts, especially the Victor Caratini revenge game. That really hurts. But uh, yeah, on the touch on the first first thing I want to touch on is that Josh, um, when Kowski guy, yeah, the Red Sox. I feel like he was just saying that just to get headlines and whatever, because we all know how much Wrigley means to the city of Chicago, not just. The, City, but the history in baseball is born and bred right there. So, yeah, if you want to go off at Wrigley, say like I don't know, it's a little too crowded. Like it is kind of like Disneyland now with what they did, or you know, maybe the trough smell, which they do at times. Even though I love the troughs, like there's plenty of other things you can say about the federal landmark that are you know relatively understandable instead of just saying it's stock standard. Stock standard is no offense, uh, you know, guaranteed rate field. Stock standard is Comerica Park. Stock standard is, you know, you can name off a bunch of stadiums in the United States that are pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next thing is about Carlos Correa and saying how he didn't want to be a part of the rebuild process. Um yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to happen because it's it's just a part of the fact that the Cubs are in that rebuilding phase. However, I do believe that they should go out. I definitely do believe they should go out and spend. Like he said, if you go out and spend, you get the right free agents, you can compete as soon as the next year happens. Um, I know the Cubs don't have the best farm system, but I I definitely believe they do have a top fifteen farm. I don't know why they don't. I mean, I think they should update the rankings because I feel like. They have like three top 100 prospects right now, and Davis, PCA, Hernandez, add a couple other people in there, and then you got some more coming up that are really shining. So I know Michael Sermia said uh, that they had like they probably he thinks they have five top 100 prospects, but they also realize that they have a top they have a top 10 pick in this draft coming up. It's the seventh overall pick, and then obviously the international draft as well. So trust the scouts and then go out there and spend the money and you can compete as soon as next year happens. Make it happen. Yeah, no, I agree, Zach. The only problem is not to not to disagree on what you're saying is that there's a lot of other teams with, with better prospects. And, like, yeah. I, I know everyone I, – I, I'm not trying to belittle what the Cubs have, but ultimately, like, when you're looking at the Rays, when you're looking at a few other teams, like, they have not only – been doing you know the whole prospect stuff and really building throughout the minor leagues they're just flat out better at it and they have better opportunities because they have more supplemental picks all that type of stuff so um i'm also excited for what the cubs have but again sometimes you need to look at it from thirty thousand feet and kind of look at it objectively and be like yeah i mean there's some other teams with some big big prospects and Realistically, right now, Cubs don't have a top 10 prospect in the major leagues regarding what happens with Brendan Davis and the surgery. Might not have a top 20, might not have a top 30. Uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of tough there. So, again, I'm excited for what they have, but it's, uh, you know, we got to look at, at it a little objectively for what the Cubs truly have in the minor leagues at times. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they have, like, the top-of-the-line farm system. I'm just saying, like yeah. – I feel like they have a better farm than 18th, I think is what they're ranked at. So there's that. And then the last, the touch on the last thing, you know, I was looking at stats and they had like the 13th best batting average in baseball and they have the 25th best starting pitching in baseball. So fix that and 
we could be looking at a contender next year because if the starting pitching was like where the batting average was, we'd be looking at a 500 team. I mean, I know that's not great, and they, I think they'd probably still be third. They would be third behind the Cardinals and Brewers. But they'd be in a better spot, and I could realistically say that they were at least trying to compete this year. Instead, the worst six, uh, 16? 15 games yeah, I mean, we've said it for the last whatever month. It all falls on the Ricketts family. When does the Ricketts family – going to have a little pride when are they going to say enough is enough when are they going to say hey this team that we bought that everyone cares about that we make our ultimately make our money on that we've you know quadrupled in value on and are really like besides uh besides ameritrade and then um you know being the governor of nebraska what our country what our family is really known for um we probably want to have a better team and put more energy and invest more money into the actual product on the field. And that's, that's an answer for Tom Ricketts to decide. It's that, that's the, that's why you got to hold them accountable. That's why, you know, I'm not trying to say do it in a negative way, but you know, as long as Tom is all right with what's going on, I wouldn't expect a whole lot of change in terms of investment, in terms of, you know, trying to improve the team, trying to improve the record, trying to put on a better product on the field consistently, regardless of what you're paying for. Uh, he's got to show a little pride in, in what the Chicago Cubs are all about. Yep. And that's all I got to say, Dom. Thanks. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Zach. All right, Cody, how you doing? What's up, guys? What's up, Cody? I'm good. Uh, two things. First off, um, I love how you guys have the space always organized and it goes the same way. Uh, I've been doing Twitter spaces over on CHGO Cubs and I feel like I, it always goes off the rails and like, I, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to show my appreciation for that. Thanks, um, Cody. That's <laughs> a great job. Thanks, yeah. Cody. Uh, second off, and before I like, this is more of a question. Before I ask the question, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I, it is classic me preparing myself for the letdown. Uh, yeah, I, it's more, it's the moment. You never do I, that, Cody. I, 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 it is classic me though, Dom. I, I always find a way to get up to be completely let down. And the Cubs have been playing pretty well since the Brave series. They've won four out of their last five series. And I know the last two games have ended miserably i mean the victor caratini revenge game what what else what, what's more storybook for the for the brewers in that situation i it is what it is but again the cubs have played very well won four of the last five series and i have kind of talked myself into thinking perhaps perhaps maybe if the cubs keep playing like this for the next two to three weeks maybe just maybe they won't sell the entire freaking roster. Maybe keep Ian Happ. I, I still think Contreras is probably gone. Uh, but maybe maybe keep Ian Happ. And, and, and if they do that, that gives me some hope for next year. And, uh, you know, last week we're in the space, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm sitting here telling you that, like, you know, it's bullshit that they're going to sell the entire team. So this is, again, this is what, this is what I do. I, I, I find a way to talk myself into thinking these uh, these things and, and being delusional. So my question to you, Dom, is 
are you are you are you doing this as well, or are you still set on that they're going to sell the entire team? I'm. I, I don't want to say I'm set. I'm holding on, or I'm watching with a watchful eye the Ian Happ situation. I again, I don't mean to put the entire franchise in terms of its direction on Ian Happ, but I just think it's incredibly telling if you trade off a guy like him along again, if Ian's gone, Wilson's gone. So I think Wilson can be gone and Ian can stay. I think if you trade both guys, I just have a really hard time coming. I, I have a really hard time with the Cubs going into the off season with Nico Horner, albeit he's having a really good season. He's turning into a solid shortstop. I have a hard time swallowing the fact that he would be the best player on your roster going into 2023 or regardless of what happens in free agency that that to me is like a kind of slap in the face moment because if Nico Horner hasn't been on or, or didn't go on this run that he's been on over the last three or so weeks we're looking at Nico Horner a little bit differently albeit he's played really well defensively he's really come on offensively which is why he's uh, war has skyrocketed and, and people are now paying a lot more attention to what he's doing. With all that said, like if he's your <laughs> best guy, if he's your best guy going into free agency, going into 2023, man, like we got to look around and be like, holy moly, that is not good. So again, I, I hear what you're saying, Cody. Uh, if the Cubs can find a way to play better and if Keegan Thompson, Justin Seal can continue to go out and pitch quality innings and and show that like not only are they pitching well but they're pitching consistently they're they're now starting to become like true big league starters that you know what you're going to get you're, you know what you're going to get when you give them the ball just like we talked about so much with Kyle Hendricks over the years John Lester you know Jake Arrieta in his prime like those types of guys I'm not saying they're those types of pitchers but you knew what you were going to get and that's always something you need for you know a big league team that's going to be successful. So again, it, it to me it comes down to Ian Happ. If Ian Happ's gone, Wilson Contreras is definitely gone, and that puts you in a situation where yeah, the minor league system is better, but uh, it, it's not in a place where you know we feel very confident about our chances in 2023. Yeah, now you know you're you're looking at it very like right, you know, very realistically. I. I just I, I always do this to myself, and uh, you know I don't it, think it's wrong to do it though. I, I think it's realistic. Listen, I, I I truly believe that Jed doesn't totally know what he's going to do. I mean, I know that Jed offered Carlos Correa a contract over the offseason. If it was on Jed's terms, Carlos Correa takes the money, and then the Cubs are in a different spot, and we have Carlos Correa on the team, and we're probably going to have a better team if Carlos. Carl's career is here at the federal landmark. I truly don't know though, if he has a true plan, his plan could be, Hey, listen, we like certain guys that are going to come up in free agency. If those guys, if we can acquire those guys, great. If we can't acquire those guys, well, then we're going to do the exact same thing that we've been doing. We're not going to make dumb financial decisions, which on one hand is not is smart, but on the other hand, it's going to lead you to a kind of a bad team over the long term. Um, if you're not going to take chances in free agency. So I think it's fluid on Jed's part. Um, and I can, while it might sound crazy, I can definitely see a, you know, a time where, Hey, Jed's looking at this and you're like, all right, we have our shortstop or at least a solid middle infielder in Nico. 
We have Ian Happ, who's like this swing type guy. You can play pretty much all over the field. We have a backstop who, even if he doesn't hit like this moving forward, can be a really good catcher. It throws guys out, heart and soul of the team. I don't, I don't want to call him a Yadier Molina type because I know everyone's going to hate me for saying that, but kind of using that same mindset of having your catcher being the leader of the team moving forward. Uh, and then obviously have two really solid pitchers in Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. I think that's a good starting point. I'm not saying that that's, that, that's a playoff team, but it's a good starting point to where the Cubs want to be moving forward, which is obviously a playoff team and a championship contender in coming years. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say Wilson Contreras hasn't been – he hasn't had his water carried for him like Yachty has his entire uh, – You're right. He has – he's, he's earned it. Yeah. Wilson has earned it. He's, <laughs> he's earned it, and he's hit better than, you know, league average multiple times when Yachty couldn't do it until his, like, eighth season in the big leagues. He's yes. an absolute fraud, a joke, and he's the most overrated player in professional sports. I will die on that hill. I will he's die on the hill with you. Season. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, no – you're making a lot of good points, man. I, I just, you know, right now I will just, as, you know, just to kind of sum things up. It's, it's, it's frustrating, but also nice to see. Cause it's like what we've seen over the last five series, it's like, that's kind of what I envision. And that doesn't mean that I thought they were going to win every series, but it was, yeah. it was more of like, they've been a lot more competitive. You had, you've had really good pitching performances. And, and that's why when I, and this, and then this goes back to ownership and, and, you know, spending money. It's like, I shouldn't be using the fact that Avril Azalea and Wade Miley being hurt is a big reason why the Cubs are 15 under 500 or whatever. It's not, it is. it's not. And I love Adler. Everyone knows that, but it's not, you can't, you cannot make those excuses. And Jed has said that himself. Everyone deals right. with injuries. That's just how it goes. I'm just, but at the same time, it's like, if you had some consistent starting pitching like they've had over the last couple of weeks, you look at this team and you're like, it shouldn't be a team that should be real rebuilding for, you know, the next three years. You, 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 you were able to develop on, I mean, they're still developing as I'm talking about Steele and, and, and Keegan Thompson, but like you, you were able to get those guys on the right track. Kyle Hendricks is starting to figure it out a little bit, getting on a nice little run. Uh, you know, Stroh's going to be back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, and, you know, you, based off what he's done in his career, you're like, okay, that's not too bad. The only, obviously the big disappointment for sure is Wade Miley, even though it is just for one year. But when you got him, you were thinking he was at least going to eat innings. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, if they had had him for as many starts as, you know, everyone has made this year, perhaps this team has a few more wins. And that like, that's just what's really frustrating because it's like, I, I, I just don't think that when you look at the roster and everything, it shouldn't be – you know, be rebuilding for three years. This is a team that honestly, if they do keep Ian Happ and, 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 and maybe even wisdom, uh, you know, you move those bullpen guys as in Robertson, Givens, Martin, probably move Rafael Ortega and, and, and then, then see what you got going the off season, play Velasquez, bring Crook back up, never play Jason Hayward again. And, you know, let's see what we got at the end of the year. It's just, I just Again, like we keep saying, no one truly knows what Jed's going to do. Uh, but unless they trade Hap and Contreras both, I just don't think that this is going to – this should be a – I don't think it should be a, a long-term situation. should be, you know, going – not necessarily going for a World Series next year, but at least be it in the division race, especially with this division. Again, Brewers and Cardinals oh, yeah. barely, barely 
what I think they're both right around ten games above five hundred. That's not it's not like they're the Mets or the Dodgers no. or any of those teams. Like the Cubs should be right there. You know what I mean? This is, we this talked is, about it at ends. Yeah, this is a this is a division where where you got small market teams who are small spenders. I mean, let's be honest. Besides Hater. Besides the three starters that Milwaukee has, is there anything realistically that scares you about the Brewers? On, on, and maybe Devin Williams, right? Like, yeah. is there anything that scares you about that team? Uh, Christian Yelich is horrible. He yeah. is horrible. He is cursed. I know people are going to say I'm crazy by saying it. Look at the numbers. He has been absolutely trash for the last two and a half years. He is god-awful. He's one of the most overrated baseball players in the league. And this all has to do with him, you know, not putting on the bad news shirt. If you want to get that story, we can talk about it at another time. I know people already know it already. You have, you know, this like makeshift infield that they put together. You have, you know, they'll hit on a few guys. But other than that, it's not like a team that you look at and be like, man, they have absolute dudes showing up three through five. They have a true leadoff hitter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a piece together team. And if, if, if the Cubs are sitting here, Jed's sitting here and saying, hey, it doesn't make sense for us to go for it because they have, there's this juggernaut that plays in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, that's not even close. I mean, this, this division is for the taking. I'd say the same thing about the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Dick Ballers. Like, this should be the Cubs division every single year. It should be like the NL West is for the Dodgers. I mean, think about what they have to play against on a consistent basis, and they've still owned that division for the last decade. Uh, yeah, this is this should be for the taking on a consistent basis for the Cubs, and you're absolutely right. There's no reason why this rebuild should be going on uh, for an incredibly long time. Uh, and again, if it go, if the Cubs don't have a 500 record next year, that's a true rebuild. That is exactly what we saw. Between 2012, 13, and 14, when Theo and Jed first got here. Exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks, Cody. Thanks for letting me chime in as always. Uh, God bless you and your family. And uh, hopefully they can uh, keep playing well and we'll see what happens. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Have a good one, my man. Thanks, Cody. Zachary, what's up? All right. I just want to touch on the fact that, yes, I feel like the division is always up for grabs, especially in this division. Like we mentioned, how it's not. No one. I don't think anyone looks at the Brewers and Cardinals as juggernauts. I know a lot of Cubs fans don't. But um, on the player development front, like I think Bleacher Nation said something about this. It's not the end-all, be-all about how you can get really good player development just by winning. But it does help because you just sitting there um, in the front office and pumping out a roster like this and just losing a bunch of games, it can really affect the young player's mindset and you're really trying to teach these young players how to win over 162 games it's yeah, it's absolutely yeah. huge and i listen we I, I talked to when i talked to big leaguers or guys that have been around with the cubs over the last couple of years specifically when i was talking we were talking with justin Steele, who will re-record the podcast whatever and he said verbatim that him being around you know in the cub system since 2014 made him work harder when he saw you know, the Cubs, the 2015, 16, 17 Cubs absolutely showed out. He was like, you know what, how can, how do I really think that I can play and pitch for this team if I'm not working super hard, if I'm not doing the extra things, if I'm not committing my entire life 
to try to be the best baseball player that I can be? How can I actually believe that I can pitch for this team if I'm not, you know, doing my best or trying my best or putting in the extra time, all that sorts of things. Um, that's where, that's where we talk about the standard. That's where we talk about the accountability. That's where we talk about, you know, the Cubs way back almost a decade ago when, when that was being brought on by the organization, like all that stuff matters. It trickles down into the minor leagues. And it's why, if you look at all these small market teams, albeit they don't have, you know, the financial resources, but they also don't have any expectations. So their minor leaguers can kind of go about their business in the minor leagues. And when they show up to the big leagues, they don't feel like they have to work extra hard and they don't feel like they have to do, you know, extra stuff to prove that they have to play on the pirates or the dick ballers or, you know, the Marlins, right? Because there's no standard, there's no expectation. And it's just kind of you're along for the ride. And if you make it in the show, great. Try your best. And But but that doesn't win baseball games at the end of the day. It's a cutthroat business. And, uh, you know, guys like Justin Seal said that ver- verbatim in terms of what he really had to do and how his mindset changed throughout his years in the minor leagues uh, in the Cubs system because of what the, what was going on at the big league level. Yeah, um, winning definitely matters because it helps motivate the player to perform at their best because, you know, you're in this business for a reason. And I feel like business for a reason. You're absolutely right. It absolutely matters. And anyone that says otherwise, it's just lying. Any, anyone that just says like, Hey, we'll flip on the switch and we'll be good in a couple of years. And we have all these prospects just again, look directly at what the white Sox are going through right now. That's all you have to know. Yeah. They're very much underachieving. All right. That's exact. One. exact. All right, Fred, it's been uh it was a good bounce back week for uh, all the negativity we've had recently. Uh, who would you like to take to Olive Garden this week as a token of your appreciation? Do I feel like I'm doing the same guys over and over again? Part of me feels like I'm doing the same guys over and over. Again. You say um, that, and then you choose somebody from left field. Yeah. I mean, I think I know exactly who you should take, and it's uh, it'd be a shame if you don't. But well, I'm probably going to take the wrong person. Then I'm going to go with Stay because it's that part, that part homer. Great to have him back. Um, again, it was electric. We need him. I'm going to say this a lot, and I'm going to tweet this a lot over the next couple months. We need these guys to have big second halves, hefty second halves. Saya, Nico, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Christopher Morrell, uh, Velasquez. All like big second. I don't care if the Cubs if the Cubs go out and lose the rest of the games the rest of the season but all those guys have big ass second half I am here for that I'm not saying I want the Cubs to lose I just want these young players to go out and show what they can do build confidence and build some momentum into 2023 and Saya is at the is the prime example of that because of the contract because of what he was brought here for because of his age all these things so yeah it would be great for him to go the second half hit 15 home runs you know, hit, uh, have an OPS above 800, play solid defense. That would be enormous. Um, and hopefully that inside the park on yesterday sets him in the right direction. I'm happy for the guy. It's great to have him back. He is definitely a morale player in terms of the positivity he brings and the attitude he brings to players. We've talked about that over the course of the season. Um, we get Toy back, right? That's been like two months of not having that guy back. Talking to town the beginning of the season. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to saying uh, I probably already hit Garden this year at the beginning of the year when he was hitting homers uh, before he got injured, but I want to bring him back and uh, you know, 
happy that he's here, and hopefully he can have a fantastic second half. You can also add Nick Madrigal in the list of players that needs to – Nick Madrigal as well. Absolutely, Zach. Again, like the – the Cubs lost every single game for the next three months. I could swallow that just knowing that these younger guys, these guys that we're relying upon for the next great Cubs team, are showing out and doing their thing. Yep. Absolutely. Saya definitely deserves an Olive Garden date with you, but I was I was thinking that maybe somebody who knows all the fundamentals and is busting his ass every day, granted it's only on the home games, uh, who is oh, saved baby. the season? I thought that he might be able to get uh, to share some breadsticks with you, but maybe another week. You know what? We need to get Fabian on. As we should have done that this week, but maybe next week we can get him on and share his thoughts. I actually, I don't even know if he has a Twitter handle. If he does, or if there's any way for us to get in contact with him, shoot us some information our way. We'll have to hit up Marquita to, to make it happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all we got. Take us out. Who do we got this week? I ask you that every week. I have so much going on. I'm trying to watch my four months. We got who, who do we have this Dodgers. Week? Oh Christ! Dodgers. Who else? Well, Dodgers goes until oh. Uh, Sunday, oh, and then we play so Brewers, Orioles Dodgers. next Tuesday. So, uh, Brewers Dodgers big week. Um, you're going to hear me talking about it. The Dodgers. I would do bad things to have an organization like the Dodgers as my team. Uh, just pure class. I'm not saying they're, you know, going to win the World Series, but absolute class in what they do. Uh, so just watch that, take it into account. Hopefully the Cubs can, you know, do their thing in Wrigley North. Shout out to all, everyone paying the bills. I know the leak of the roof is still leaking. It's an absolute disgrace that that organization can't figure that out. Um, but got to pay the bills this time of year. We do it three to four times every season. Uh, and all that money is going you know, to the Milwaukee Brewers and to the president himself saying that we need Cubs fans to fill this stadium for financial reasons. Uh, so please, thank you for your generosity, for going up to Milwaukee, driving up on uh, 90, and uh, we really appreciate it. God bless you and your family. Thanks for being here, and hopefully the Cubs get a win tonight. Cubs and four. Cubs and four. Thanks, guys, for being here. We'll talk to you all next week. Roll them, Cubs. See ya.